Hello, everybody, and welcome to Do You See, a podcast about our Mountain West Montessori community. I'm your host, Angie Johnson, director and number one fan of this public charter Montessori school located in beautiful South Jordan, Utah. On today's episode, we're going to talk about gamification. With me today, I have Miss Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Angie. How are you? She's our regular co-host, and today it's just me and Miss Alicia because she has all the expertise on the subject that will ever be needed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No pressure. So, first of all, what the heck is gamification? So, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's making something into the game, a game or giving it aspects of a game to make it more interesting or appealing to people so they're more engaged. Yeah, right. So I looked it up and the two definitions I got were the use of game design elements in non-game contexts, Mm -hmm. which would include educational (laughs) contexts. Yeah. And the process of making activities more game-like, which is exactly what you said. So yeah, so when we're talking about gamification, it's not just specific to education, but we're going to talk about it in that context since this is an education podcast. And that's the only context I've used it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But let's just talk about games to start with. So why do you like games so much? I'm just talking about any game, like board game, whatever. What got you started liking games so much? Well, I am a little competitive, so there's always that. Okay. <laughs> but the, the win. But mostly, I actually just really like the social aspect of the working together, uh-huh. the ability to like joke around and have fun and feel like you've accomplished stuff and mm-hmm. feel like you're improving and getting better at it. Right. If I were going to say what I like about games, it would be the right amount of strategy. So I'm not, don't love games that are like marathons with multiple layers of strategy (laughs) looking ahead and ahead and ahead. But I do like making a strategy and seeing if that particular strategy is successful, you know, and then trying a different strategy. Different situations or tweaking it. And that's kind of what learning is. It is. So I do think that making something into a game is very applicable to education. And students, I mean, we know that trying and failing and trying again is helpful for them to learn Mm -hmm. and sometimes they lose that motivation to keep trying if it's something that they feel like I can't get it I'm just gonna stop and so this kind of gives them a little extra incentive to be like I can't keep trying I can't keep trying because I really want to get this yeah exactly well I looked up a little bit of research about what is known do you have a guess as to the year that the word gamification started being used so gamification was not a word and then it was kind of an invented word and now it is a word in the lexicon so any guesses about the year gonna guess 1998 2010 wow okay i i was thinking 2004 (laughs) at first and then i was like i'll go a little earlier yeah i mean at least that's what i read and i thought that was interesting i mean there was always the idea of motivation by making something 
That means yeah. we're on the cutting edge, Angie. Well, right, and what it what it really means is that the research on this and the effectiveness of it and categorizing, like, what exactly does it look like and what are the different parameters of it and which of those are more effective is really not there yet. <laughs> and so developed. basically what you'll read, if you look it up, is that insufficient studies have been done to determine, you know, finite benefits long-term as far as gamification in the classroom. And researchers currently feel like gamifying learning has pretty much outpaced researchers understanding of the mechanics of it and the methods of it which are sort of up for experimentation right now so a lot of people have done a lot of things with gamification and written about it practiced it invented different aspects of it but the research hasn't caught up with that what they're doing yeah so there's not a lot to go on so the question for you is how do you figure out how to do that in your classroom and what's been successful because you're on like I said you're you're it you're the one figuring out if this works (laughs) the researchers haven't caught up with that yet so what do you what are your thoughts like how do you give us tell us a little bit about what you've done and how it's worked so last year was the first year that I started it and Mm -hmm. I did an apocalyptic survival theme. And the reason why I chose it is because it tied in with the cultural theme that we were doing for the year, which was the colonists making a new colony, kind of that survival piece. Okay. And so I try to pick something that will tie into the cultural curriculum and then I try and pick books that fit into that cultural curriculum. So they're getting it like a spiral curriculum where it's like multiple hits on the same layers yeah and so the first thing that got me interested in this is well I kind of was reading a little bit about it online and then my mother-in-law got me a book called explore like a pirate which Mm -hmm. is by Michael Matera and I read the entire thing and really enjoyed it and I used some elements that he had used with his students were which were junior hires and then I also added to them so in my class I had individual characters with individual player powers and they could design their character name their character and they were that character for the whole year then those characters went on to teams and the teams worked together to accomplish a lot of things in the classroom they do their jobs together they do group projects together they do battles together and then of course there's item cards that give them special abilities or break the rules of the game, which they can collect. Mm -hmm. And then last year when I did the survival theme, there was also sanction items. So each group was building their own community. They had to earn action points and experience points to be able to afford these things. And if they built up their whole community by the end of the year they survived and we had a survival party oh sweet so when you say they were building up their community they were sort of like earning items yes so what give us an example of items that they could earn so there was sanitation items okay there was things that help you survive and thrive and each week there is an event which i also wrote and those events would tie in to what they had for items or what they had for sanctions so if their group together chose to spend a little more money and get the solar power or the wind power, they might be exempt from an event that happens that if you had nuclear power, even though you paid less for it, you suddenly have some negative effects from this event because it's not... Nuclear meltdown. Yeah, it's not sustainable, right? (laughs) Okay. So there's different consequences for each action that they decide to take. Okay. And so tell us about the element of randomness. So in any given event, was there a roll of the dice or something that would dictate or was it sort of a storyline that you so last year the events were completely random I put a whole bunch I kind of separated them into two piles the first half of the year and the second half so because the second half you needed more stuff like more AP more XP and stuff Mm -hmm. and then I would just take 
a random assortment of 10 cards and I would let the students pick one, not being able to see it. Right. And that would be the event. This year, since I'm doing a spy theme, I'm doing it a little bit more planned. And so I kind of have certain events, once again, for the time of the year, like the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fifth, okay. fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I choose one from that and that's the event for the, that for the week. Mm-hmm. And that event applies equally to everyone. It just affects people differently depending on what items they have or I what mean, choices could, they made. Depending, okay. some of them are specifically targeted. Like we have different categories in our in our class. We have engineers, and there's only one engineer in each group. Or some groups chose not to have an engineer. Okay, and then they each have a unique ability as well. Okay, so if their engineer can so handle the event, like, yeah. So if somehow. the engineer can handle the event either by rolling, or they have an item card, or they have like, do you have a lot of experience because you have 25 TTM lessons, then Uh your group is safe or you get these special bonuses or whatever. Okay. That was the next thing I was going to ask. So it correlates with the actual classwork that they're doing. So if on their work plan they have, you know, that they need to do three language works and a math lesson for this and a fast practice or whatever, getting that work done builds up their ability to get items and Yes, for their so team. action points they get for doing their works, okay. and those are kind of like money almost. They okay. can spend that for it's items. like an economy. They can spend that this year on missions because they okay. have to get missions as spies. Okay. And XP is experience points, and they get that through mastery of a skill, okay. completion of follow-up work to like a high degree, and those are what they use to level up. Okay, so having done their lesson and done their work in class, Get some which points? The AP. AP. And then having experience like mastery and mastery you is have XP. a skill. Yeah, experience XP. points. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like how that works. And so then as they level up, they have more abilities. They can hold more items. They unlock a special ability for each character, which is unique. Mm-hmm. They can have more higher clearance levels for this year because they're the spies. For the spy theme. Okay. Um, and what do clearance levels get them? So not only being able to hold more items, but like all the items that I created have certain levels on them. So there's level zero cards all the way through level, you know, eight cards mm-hmm. and they get better. So like the zeros, mm, you know, whatever, not yeah. that great. The uh-huh. eight are really good. Really good. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. What have you learned as you've done it? Like what are the pitfalls for any educators out there who might be listening? <laughs> what kind of went awry when you first started doing it? I was actually surprised at how much the kids really liked it. Like Mm-hmm. I did a survey at the end of last year. I didn't have a single kid that didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to do it again this year. The thing that could be a pitfall is it's extremely time consuming. Like okay. I was working, making these games over the summer. And then, of course, during the school year, you also have to keep up to keep the theme alive because they're only going to be as excited about it as you are excited about right, it. Right, right. And so you got to make sure you're always up to date with their points, adding up their points and making sure that their levels are up. And we make a little celebration every time someone levels up and they get, you know, a new clearance. And it's just making sure you're on top of all that, which you already have a lot to do as a teacher. So it's like one more thing. So it's labor intensive. Is there any way to digitize it Um, when it comes to points? I actually have just this past... 
actually two weeks ago, made my check off for their works completely on the iPad and computer. It's on the Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. So my TA goes around and marks them on the iPad. I mark them on my computer. It's shared and it auto sums the points. And so I'm able to just do it that way now, which has been helpful. I think that would be very helpful. (laughs) It's a little more time consuming to put it in than the paper, but overall, I think it will save a lot more time. In the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that the biggest belief around gamification is really that it can foster motivation, which means getting the kids excited about it. And we know that motivation is one of the major predictors of academic achievement for kids. So I I can't help but be on board, even in the the lack of a lot of body of research, in the fact that making it into a game makes it more motivating for the kids. Yeah, and I also think it really helps, like we say, relationships are one of the most important things. And it Mm -hmm. really helps build relationships, not only with me and the students, but also in the students themselves, because they're trying to help each other in their small groups, and they have kind of a fun collaborative spirit, but then they also have a little bit of competitive against the other teams in the room. Yeah, that's exactly right. Those are the other benefits that were mentioned in the literature is having friendly competition, Mm -hmm. learning how to have friendly competition, and also sometimes you know, that random event might not work out in your favor. So learning to lose is really, really important. And handle it. (laughs) And handle it well. And then collaboration in various contexts because collaborating in that way is different than, you know, doing a project together but it sounds like it fosters them doing projects together as well yeah so I think it's wonderful I think that experimenting with it so when I was asking about pitfalls was there anything that you changed this year based on sort of how the outcomes and how the game was structured that you learned from last year and and improved this year I did I mean surprisingly my game actually turned out pretty well last year Mm -hmm. but I did the points that I awarded for AP and XP last year was 25 or 50 and so to make it easier on me this year I made it one just for everything it's just one point okay which is helpful except for like assessments for XP and stuff but it just makes it a lot easier to keep track of and then also with my cards I do like secret combinations that the students have to discover Mm -hmm. so like last year there was a fork and a spoon, they could combine them to make a sport, uh, which had like a <laughs> better great. power. That's right? great. This is for the survival game, right? <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. I mean, this they year I have a spork. <laughs> this year I have a lot as well and made them even better because last year I was kind of making cards throughout the year as I was going to add new things. And this year I kind of have the whole thing planned out before I started. Right. But they didn't have any way of knowing. So they would come to me and be like, Do this, does this make something? Does this make something? Uh-huh. And this year... I took that and I made a unique symbol Mm -hmm. on each one and put it in a unique spot. So if they match that symbol up with another card in that symbol, then they know that makes another item and they can take it to me and they get that new upgraded card. Okay. Do they have to figure out what it makes? No, or they do don't they have just to, come and they ask don't have you? to make they don't have to do it. They just have to be able to match the symbols together and it could be like say a battery and a wire and mm-hmm. well and this year there's like some items that are like six or seven okay. so it could be like a battery a wire a fork an antenna something and they oh and it a, makes a bomb and they, or something not a bomb <laughs> oh, not bombs to school oh sorry um, yeah that'd be bad it theme. makes sorry. like avoid the violence in your gamification <laughs> a radio transponder okay. or something okay. like that and then that has like a really 
And if they're able to discover those things, they can have the card even if they're not on that level. So say it makes a level eight card and they're not a level eight. Since they, they created can, it or crafted it, they, they can still, still use have it. it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. So, and a lot of my kids really love that aspect last year. Like, because last year I had potions kind of. So for like the mm-hmm. survival theme, they could make different salves. And mm-hmm. so they could put like different food combinations together in a cooking pot and, and see could, what it makes. And, and it, it could, could be. be a bad thing. <laughs> could be a good thing. They didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, this year it's more technical stuff like because uh-huh. it's spike yeah exactly yeah. so so how did you so you said that last year you picked the survivalist theme kind of based on the colonists mm-hmm. coming and trying to survive the whole jamestown thing yep. and all that so what made you pick spies this year spy theme is because we're doing world war one world war two and the industrial revolution this year okay so i wanted gadgets like uh-huh. we're doing morse code stuff and we're doing like we have a patent for like the Enigma machines on the wall. That's awesome. And the spies with the decoding, you know. Right. So I kind of wanted it to tie in there. And next year, which if you listen to this, you'll get a sneak peek on what I'm doing Ooh, in my classroom. Don't listen. Um, we're going to do kind of a Knights at the Round Table thing where oh, it's I love like that. a medieval theme because we're doing the Middle Ages oh, for yeah. our cultural. I love that. I used to do, I mean, I don't know that mine, I didn't think of it as so- in a sophisticated a way as you did but I used to do quests and things yeah. and you had to be a squire and then a pay or a page and then a squire and then a knight and you could earn up yeah. to royalty and have so a feast and last year I had a specialty quest each week okay and they could do that if they were finished with their other works and it would give them bonus points but it was hard it was something that was difficult challenging yeah this year I have mission cards but everyone has mission cards but I kind of did away with the quests but I don't thinking of bringing them back next year I don't know I have haven't decided because okay. I also added something. I added gear to this, mm-hmm. which is like another element where they can wear something. It's like a permanent item. Okay. Do they actually get an item or is it just a card? It's a card oh, of okay, gear. Okay. And they have like, they can, their person can hold a certain amount of gear, but it does, it's not unlocked till level three, I think, okay. which none of my students are currently there. And pacing wise, are you able to pace it throughout the year to where the levels are kind of appropriate to getting to the end of the year that seems like it'd be a bit tricky because it depends on what they do yeah and sometimes I feel like you do have to kind of a little bit adjust like because mm-hmm. mine's mapped out for the whole year but I have adjusted and as long as I adjust that it's for everyone then mm-hmm. it's okay last year surprisingly it worked out pretty perfectly this year I think I made it maybe slightly too hard that is <laughs> that would be me and all, all the time have you used any of the like lockbox escape rooms is that figure into your games at all or I've, is that a separate thing i the only time that i've used that is for events so for the event it'd be like you have to try and escape this scenario blah 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 and then it would be through the lock boxes but mm-hmm. i haven't really done it in any other aspect because yeah. that's kind of where i bring in some of the other things and i try to make the events tie into the classroom as much as i can but sometimes they're just random yeah like we did one that was like it's basic training whoever can hold this wall sit the longest gets this gets many it. points yeah. for their team but then i've also done ones like oh if you roll a dice and add it to your ttm lessons then if you reach this amount you get this many points otherwise you're sick or right. you get an okay. illness because there's also illness and injury and broken gear and all this stuff in my classroom yeah. that can happen okay it occurred to me while you were talking that we should explain ttm is think through math it's imagine math it's our computer program that is adaptable to kids levels so if they're behind it really helps them to work on that because it will give them prerequisite concepts that they may be missing or if they're ahead it's helpful because they can just move way ahead and get a bunch of curriculum under their belt so encouraging that is kind of built into your game so you're motivating mm-hmm. them to complete those lessons and the other thing we should maybe explain is what the lockbox is 
classes are. It's basically an educational, quote, escape room. So you're not locking kids in a room and making them escape, but you're giving them clues. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, and they have to unlock the various kinds of locks that are on the box. So you can have, I think the big box has four, and then there's various three-digit, four-digit letter combination, directional, um, directional color-coded, color all different kinds of locks, a key lock. Mm-hmm. And all of those can, there's an educational website where you can make up your own, but it's okay. a time intensive, or you can go onto their website if you have a subscription. And some of them are really good. And some are really good. Some are really mm-hmm. hard. Some are okay. But if you find a good one, it's great because you can review concepts with it. So we did one for Costa Rica this week yesterday yeah boy it seems like the week's been longer than yesterday but it was on the rainforest and so it has elements of learning about the layers of the rainforest but it was also about prefixes and suffixes so almost any content area you have you can find a box and it makes it kind of exciting and one thing you really have to do which alicia is awesome at and i'm not so awesome at is not (laughs) give them hints and clues (laughs) or at least too many hints and clues because you want them to be really proud when they actually really for themselves solved it and you have to be able to say I'm sorry you didn't solve that one and I've often thought that it would be fun to have that just as a shelf work in every Montessori class just having one box with whatever content you have and having it as a work like a choice work yeah so that would be an awesome sort of quest idea I've done it three times in my classroom and the first two times none of the teams were able to get it to open, get it open. In time and, and I'm like oh sorry sorry but you know what happens then when they do it's like a big deal and there is no like you can put like sometimes for Costa Rica I'll put or whatever the club travel is I'll put a granola bar in there or something like when you and open it like, up yeah but it's not about that yeah. it's about solving it it really is very intrinsically motivated to be like I solved this I got in here and then there's a competitive element we have three different sets so you can have three different teams and that kind of really if you think about it the lock boxes and the escape room concept is a gamification it's just a mini it's just a mini gamification using content knowledge so that's really cool do you see pitfalls or things that you'll change for next year oh yeah because i want to well i want to keep things different so i want to make sure it's kind of changing i think next year i might actually do kind of a flow chart with each character so not only will they have an individual character and an individual ability but each time they level up they can choose the pathway that their character takes so they can choose to specialize in particular areas versus other areas Mm. and there could be consequences for that good or bad yeah which i think is more fun adding more choice into the game that would be really interesting actually i tried to do that this summer but it was just too much work with all the other stuff that I was already creating. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So that brings me to another question. Is there anything out there where a teacher could say, I want to do this theme, where do I get this? Or is it a matter of everyone just creating what's out there? Like, have you looked into what's out there? Is there when anything I able to purchase? looked two years ago or three summers ago, mm-hmm. I could not find a single thing mm-hmm. for like a year-long gamification theme. There was maybe a short like, like themed a, a breakout box yeah. or like uh-huh. a yeah survive the colony sort of thing, but nothing that was year-long, comprehensive, leveled system. Yeah. And that's why I ended up just making my own. Are you planning on doing a three-year rotation? So since it goes with the curriculum, or that's you- what I tell myself right mm-hmm. now. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Because I was just going to say, because you're crazy if you think you're really going to do that. You're going to be all, and then I'm going to invent this new thing all summer. <laughs> you're funny. I mean, I, that's the goal is I can okay. do it through your rotation because it'll match with the but cultural. You could, you could tweak it. Yes. Like you could which, make changes. That's what, that's what, you know, my husband keeps telling me. Just yeah. tweak it and tweak make it. it better. But I'm like, oh, but it's really fun to make. And I actually really enjoy doing it because yeah. it takes a lot of creativity and creativity well the other thing about it is anybody who's into board games there's all these different elements of balance within Mm -hmm. them and so it's a matter of experience yeah i don't think you would be as good at creating it if you weren't already into playing games a lot and you're thinking about like what is the basis or type of the game what elements does it have and then how does it balance so that it's not overweight yeah you don't want to overpower yeah you don't want op in there (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't heard that term since my son was playing Overwatch. So thank you for reminding (laughs) me about that. But yeah, so I think there's definitely art to it and it's and fun science. to add stuff into the room like when it was the apocalyptic theme we had a trader come from other communities so i was able to have like our vice principal come in dressed up from someone from a community i had miss Kari, our instructional coach come in and dress up as somebody and then i dressed up and my ta dressed up and we could be these people and they would look forward to it because we would bring the item cards that we would trade from oh other i remember that i do remember that from last and year and this yeah. year i have an it person so it's just me coming in with a metal briefcase and i open it up and the item cards are inside and they can choose whether they want to purchase them or not so I don't know I haven't decided what I will do for next year but I know that that's an element that the kids really like and I feel like getting other people in there was a lot more fun than ha- just having me every just time. Just having you do it yeah well there's something to be said for novelty yeah, and I think that's part true. of gamification in the first place is that you're introducing something novel and even if it's another game but a different theme and different or elements new cards new, new, cards. Gear, new abilities yeah. yeah and if you get some people who can come in and ham it up a little <laughs> act it out that's great i think that's really fun for students do you feel like your students were more motivated to get their work done so here's kind of the breakdown i have kids that are already super motivated mm-hmm. and i feel like they love it but it's not really affecting the way that they work mm-hmm. and then i had a handful of kids that weren't motivated and i would say for 80 to 90 percent of them it was super motivating Mm -hmm. and they started getting all of their works done and wanted to be involved in it and doing this stuff and I still had about you know 10% that was like "Mm." you know (laughs) either way I still have to do the math to get it yeah so so, I mean I definitely think it like I've had a couple parents say like oh you've just yeah. You've completely changed their attitude. how he works and his how yeah. like he wants to come to school and like all this stuff. Yeah. So I can definitely see there's some positive benefits for, you know, a certain group of students, student, yeah. which is good. And all of my students have enjoyed it, even the ones that Would, aren't in it as even, much, which even, is yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. No, that's great. Tell us, so we're to the book recommendation portion. So tell us a little bit more. I thought the book was Teach Like a Pirate. Is that a different book? So this is by the same author that's... Okay that does teach like a pirate Mm -hmm. but that book is about different elements it's not about gamification i I see so this one is explore like a pirate explore like a pirate and it's by the same person um, but it's all about gamification and who's the author michael matera and i thought it was a really good book there's definitely elements and like themes that i thought were really interesting when i read through here and then a lot of ideas that i just ignored but (laughs) so it's not like necessarily a how-to manual but it just kind of it kind of is in some ways part Part of it is like a how-to. Part of it, he talks about what he's done. And his involves a lot of weapons, which as a Montessori school, I wanted to avoid. avoid. (laughs) So I have like no weapons unless you count like a spork or, you know, (laughs) 
Because so I didn't want any like zombies or weapons right. or any of that kind of stuff. So and his has swords, and I might end up doing something like that next year say, for the knights. But well, you could do jousting because it's jousting just a pole. Would be pretty cool. And when I did mine, I did jousting, and we had long. What do you call those? Not they're not two by fours. I guess well maybe they are two by fours, but really really long ones. Okay. And I would put them parallel to each other, and then I would give them pool noodles for their jousting <laughs> thing, and then they would have to run from opposite sides and try to knock the other person off of whoever stepped off of their board was the loser of the joust. Oh my gosh, they loved that. That's pretty awesome. So you could do that. I don't think that's too weaponized for yeah. Or Montessori. It's just pool noodles. But. <laughs> I think I do have lipstick taser this year, which I. <laughs> that's a funny one <laughs> it's not even deadly yeah, so just, you know <laughs> that's great one of my uh, boys got that for the first time yesterday and he was like i got lipstick taser guys <laughs> <laughs> that's great all right well i guess for our homework we should tell our parents to see if they can turn some task of their child's into a game yeah kind of reminds me of mary poppins and the spoonful of sugar yeah and if you like talking about it, come and talk to me about it. Or if you want to, you know, see some of the stuff, because I have, you know, two complete games now that, that yeah, I'm willing that you, to share if that you people developed. want to use yeah. them in their classroom or whatever. That's great. Um, I love it. A lot of the work is already done. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, I think that more and more of this is coming about. I mean, if you look at class craft, yeah. I think it's on a more surface level. Yeah. It's the not reason as involved, why I didn't but... do that is because I couldn't tie it in as much to the classroom. Like, I wanted it all themed for my... To go with yeah. that year's curriculum. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I little get picky. <laughs> well, yeah, but programs like that, people are trying to yeah. foray into this area to make school more fun for kids. So I really like it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Alicia. You are definitely the renowned expert on this topic. <laughs> expert of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sample size of one. No, N of two. Two games under your belt. Okay, That's one true. and a half because you haven't finished this year. That's true. But soon to be more. So we appreciate you coming. I love it. Parents, as always, we appreciate you sharing your children with us as they are never boring. And if you're looking for further resources about today's topic, it's a roll of the dice. 